All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning in. This here is going to be called the Page Killers Podcast. All right. Um, I'm fortunate I got my other host here, Mr. Huggy. How you doing? Doing pretty good, man. All right, man. Well, but first thing I'm going to do, I'm just going to read off what it is that we're doing here so people can get a good understanding about what this is about. Mm, this is coming in through... Um, RSS.com is, is, is basically allowing me to upload this, but it's going to be available from Spotify. And what we got going on here, it's, I wanted to make a form of storytelling that's interactive, like an audiobook, but it's on a level to where, um, involves dystopian sci-fi and throughout every episode you can have different outcomes almost like choose your own adventure but i need something more to it to add uh the flavor that i want to give this a cutting edge but here goes the main synopsis okay the page killers is an interactive audio storytelling podcast inspired from the rain-soaked sci-fi world of Blade Runner and the animated cyberpunk cult classic Akira. The podcast utilizes tabletop RPG that's role-playing game mechanics to help build the narrative for a mind-bending episodic adventure. In addition to the main story, our hosts will take dog-earing pages to the next level with reviews on the most cutting-edge literature to hit the shelf during the global pandemic. Our goal is simply to change people's literary literary experiences by making reading and writing more addictive than crack. So my thing was, I knew people just haven't been reading that much anymore, and maybe it's social media, who knows? Maybe it's the way technology is going, but if all the internet went out today, I think people would lose their damn minds. Um, first things first, man, I'm going to give you a little sample of what I've been working on, all right? Okay. All right, now the story takes place uh, several years after the Second Civil War. And it builds a scenario of what would happen if the virus numbers continued and people were fighting in the streets with riots and things like that. Uh, it takes place in a city called Allentown where there's uh, what we call civ gangs. And these gangs fight for territory all over the city. Um, it was supposed to be this area where you take people who lost homes, who lost property due to the pandemic. They can't have jobs and stuff. So they're put in this one area that basically becomes a ghetto. Anyway, but this is what I have recorded so far for my first intro of it. Here we go. Simple at first. People riot 
social injustice, blacks being hunted like animals, every other week a new scandal with a politician, another celebrity death, and the virus just spreading like yeast, killing people to where we're running out of body bags and shit, and I just remember when there was this one event, it was a protest, I couldn't Record from audio. Yeah. Uh, one thing I guess I don't know if you call it a writer's block, but one problem I'm having is this storyline's been done a lot before with corporate wars and um um other 1980s sci-fi novels like Hardwire and um, Neuromancer and things of that nature with very similar premise about um, there being basically uh, people forming gangs at the turn of the century because of corporations you know going in and utilizing capitalism to basically enslave people you know so that's been done a lot but I'm trying to give it another spin now the the whole narrative begins interactively where you have to choose one of the several civ gangs that I, I already started within this story hmm but that's what I got so far, man. Uh, you, I'm going to end with the, basically the different types of... Uh, I wanted to make it to where there's, like, slang, you know? And 
terminology and ebonics that everybody uses. What'd you say? Uh, I wanted it, I wanted there to be slang that they use in the world that sounded authentic. So this some of the slang that they have. Uh, with the other gangs, they use gun gung fuckery, a gang's uh-huh. way of staging elaborate battle retaliation in the form of an ambush or guerrilla warfare style tactics. So it's basically how another gang gets back at a rival gang by surprising them in an ambush. Uh, Chum Keister, feeding a living man's flesh to his enemies. So it's basically how gang members will diss another gang member. He'll offer you some Chicken McNuggets and you'll be like, Oh man, these Chicken McNuggets are great. Oh, that's your homeboy. I'm like, what? You know, so it's that. And then... um. Riggers riot, a gang's gangs running orgies or, or trains on a single person, normally as initiation or punishment. You know, so there's that. Terror torching, planning to use explosives in a public event to help create civil unrest. And black hacking is hacking on the dark web and stuff, so... Uh, a couple of different... I wanted the gangs to stick out as being... Seeming that, you know, seeming so deranged that if you saw them, it wouldn't be a funny thing. It'd be... It, 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 you you would be like, okay, that's funny for a second, but, yo, know, the, these, these motherfuckers mean business. So to start off, I have what's called the One Dunta Duns. They're gangsters from the West Coast, and they have corn rolls, but they wear onesies. You know what a onesie is? Uh-huh. They wear bright red suits, pajama suits, you know. Um, and their weapon system is small arms and pistols, you know, and, and they make up for their firepower with basically in numbers. Then you have the cashmere baddies. That's an all-women gang. Men can join, but they're, you know, they're basically like roaches or whatever. You know what I'm saying? That they basically, they, the women run the, run that type of gang and, you know, they, 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 it's, it's their whole thing is promoted from female hip hop and being like, Feminine to the point where it's like you ever heard of feminazi? It's like that, but bumped up to eleven. It's taking uh, like uh, they're the feminists or feminazi. They're feminine. They're like they're, basically they believe like the playing field isn't equalized for males or females. They believe look, females not only are they as good at stuff as other men, but they're better at everything. So. Uh, okay. You know, and that, yeah, that they have a theology to where they believe this entire war got out of hand because it was men's fault. You know, yeah. The only thing they use men for is for um, your reproductive purposes or sexual purposes, but they still have to deal. You know, they still have to interact with them because most of the gangs are other gangs are ran by men. You know, Mm -hmm. so there's that. So it starts with you selecting an actual gang and you building your character off of um, 
just a couple of different stats. The main thing I wanted to focus on is synergy and how your teamwork will influence your gang to fight better for the most part. And uh, how you could utilize that throughout the story. Mm -hmm. So basically for page killer stats, we've got um, camaraderie. That's how you know good you work with other people. Quickening is how fast you do a task, how fast you disarm a bomb, how fast you break into a car. Smarts is intelligence. You got weapon proficiency, hand-to-hand, -hand, sense, medical proficiency, guts, hustle, ride proficiency, tooling tech, fit. Now, the specialties involve telekinesis and the guts override. But um, what are some abilities that you feel you, you need incorporated in most RPGs that you play? Or if you're listening to novels, one thing you want to know that your character is capable of doing. Okay, so in this universe, too, I, I picture that a lot of the gangs aren't well-educated because this happens decades after the events that happened during the next presidential election. And basically, in this alternate reality, I've got it written out this far that people just don't put up with the shit no more. And they basically raid the White House. But there is an underground escape route where the president goes to and they end up turning a part of the Pentagon into the secondary White House. Um, but my thing is by then all these kids are out of school, right, as they are right now doing virtual learning. And a lot of people just aren't as educated as they were before. So I wanted to create some sort of skill sets that are like, okay, these people are very primal and tribal in their instinctively but it's like they can do things that other people who can't do as well because civilization has kind of dumbed down people's survival instincts so that's the next thing I wanted to move to after that but that's as far as I have gotten with it I'm trying to distance it from the whole cyberpunk thing but it's going in that direction. I don't know because it's so popular; it's inescapable, it seems. But um, well, I mean, when when you it's inescapable because if you start talking about the future, mm -hmm. I think that's what people kind of gravitate to is technology becomes so advanced, and uh, people try to integrate with technology and do certain things. This one, I didn't, I wanted to avoid the cybernetic augmentation stuff, like the stuff you see in Neuromancer and Cyberpunk. What happens here is clothing becomes weaponized. Like you could, a person could be wearing a sweater, then the sweater turns into Kevlar, you know, something like that. So, so that's what's going on. Yeah, man, I've, uh, 
I was in a bookstore one day and um you know how popular superhero movies are? Like there seems like there's one released every other month now, right? Or a superhero TV show like The Boys or some shit like that or a Marvel movie or a DC movie. Well, back in the 90s, it was incredibly rare when you did get a superhero movie. You know, you would get um the Michael Keaton Batman movies, you know. And um Every once in a while, you'd get something strange and unexpected. Like, there was a live-action Spawn movie, Blade, Shaquille O'Neal was in Steel. Um, But there's one movie a lot of people don't bring up, and and Marvel actually turned it into a comic book. You ever seen uh, Meteor Man? Anyway, this is a black superhero. Think Superman, only he gets his powers from a green meteor. And um, much like the Green Lantern, he has to draw power from this meteorite to keep doing what he does. Um, If he doesn't generate power from the meteor, he eventually loses his powers. And his powers have like a 24-hour shelf life, I believe. But one ability I always thought was so fascinating and cool, my mom took me to see that movie, was Meteor Man can touch a book and speed read it and absorb all the knowledge in that book, like, instantly. So there's a scene where he's about to fight a bunch of gangsters, and he picks up a book, and he picks up Bruce Lee's fighting method, and he just starts doing Jeet Kune Do. I was like, man, if I could, if that was just a real thing, you know, that would be, like insane you know and i was like this is a real thing people can obviously speed read and retain information very quickly it's just not popularized you know people see intelligence in degrees they see intelligence in the way folks network and talent and how much money you can put together but it's never been more than ever has reading kind of been demonized as like yo this is like a slow way of retaining information look at it it's why you got online courses now and how popular those are and it's even with news news travels faster than any form of literature you know a celebrity's dead just like that you know you don't read it when's the last time huggy you were sitting on a bus station opening up a newspaper with a corn pipe in your mouth and a fedora reading and going, Oh, sweet Scots. That oh, shit, that was yesterday. What are you talking about? Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? You open it up and you find out Sean Connery's dead or or um, Kobe Bryant died last week. You know? People don't really get so much from newspapers. It's all digital. And because of that, I feel like there's so much information in our culture that it creates misinformation. Remember back in the day when they told us Pluto is a planet, right? I remember you've been in, you're like in your 40s, I'm in my 30s, right? Nowadays, what are they telling kids? You're telling them it's a moon, bro. Hmm? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? 
so uh, it's not big enough to be a planet. No, but you were always told it was a planet, so I think the thing is if that's written in a book, somebody can refute that. You know, but but you know this is how dangerous the shit is, man. They used to outlaw it. They wouldn't let black people read back in the day. What's up with that, you know? What I'm saying? You know? Can you imagine if everybody in prison was reading on a regular basis? Well, maybe they are, but there'd probably be no black guys in prison because they would have found a way to, to you know, escape. They would have been like, hey, they, all of these people say we look alike, so why not every other quarter, annual season or whatever, we take one of the corrections officers, grab them, tear off his corrections officer uniform, make him put on a jumpsuit, and we go around impersonating that dude for the rest of his life. You know? Mm. Just a... Yeah, that's a, that's a deep talk, man. That's just a, you know what I'm saying? But, you know what I mean? When I, man, I can recall about four years ago, in Orlando, I was getting a my hair cut out of the barber shop. I was reading, um, I was reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right? And this guy, this brother sitting next to me, is like, wow, that brother's smart. He be reading and stuff. I'll be like, I'm, sir, just because I have the brain capacity to read a book, that doesn't make me intelligent. That should be at the base level of thinking, you know? You know what I'm saying? Just like that's like saying just because you can have sex and procreate that makes you a good parent. No. You know what I'm saying? To quote Chris Rock, even roaches have kids, you know what I'm saying? So and then there's some their dogs eat their babies, you know? So what's up with that? And you know, so it's like everybody's like, Oh, just because I can do something it, reading is like such a undermined thing and I'm so slow with it now and I'm halfway into my existence. You know how many secrets we could have unlocked about the universe by now? We could have been so freaking rich, you know? We could Elon Musk could have been calling us up now for loans, you know what I'm saying? But we undermine the shit, man. The only time we read is when we need to. Or when we want to be mildly entertained, you know. Um, I'm gonna talk about what I've been reading so far. Then I'm gonna let you. Well, I'll let you go into it first. What 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 have you been actually reading, as like material for either entertainment or for uh, college or for work or whatever. That's, that's, that's the most of my, that's where my reading goes to. 
Yeah, and you don't read to entertain yourself. You read to get that money, right? So I know, you, I know you're stacking that paper to the ceiling, man. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. People are just tuning into what you're doing. With uh, black people could just wake up and read a damn book, and you wouldn't have all these fucking issues, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm right right now. I'm reading Rage by Bob Woodward. It's a it's a reporter. He's interviewing. Donald J. Trump, our current president right now, I guess. I don't know what state of direction we're going in as a country right now. I really don't. It's very confusing to me because we have a president who doesn't want to concede. And there's a president-elect who's got several more votes than him who's clearly won this election. But the current president we have now believes that somebody cheated you know right, right. um but this whole book goes into the first couple of years of the trump administration and it really focuses on north korea and a lot of people don't know but i think what's the most shocking thing about the book is that there was an incident within um the white house where uh we almost might have lost the country because of what was going on with North Korea and us trying to de-weaponize its nuclear weapons program. Uh, there's a whole thing where General Mathis in the book has informed that North Korea has a IC um, intercontinental ballistic missile. I have to just say that it's hard for me to pronounce it. And Basically, uh, the U.S. has a deterrent. It has a missile system that can knock it out of the sky. But if the missile is seen fl flying over Japan's waters and we knock it out, it could hit Japan. And that could cause an international incident. So yeah. this whole time, um, there's this big issue to where they're sending in foreign diplomats from Korea to work with the White House and things like that. And... Uh, it talks about Trump and how he, his response to all of this was to tweet senselessly. Um, people were afraid in the Secret Service. They wanted to take away his phone. They talk about in the book how he's constantly watching television. But the worst thing about it is he transmits any sort of information he has, even if it's top secret, to the public through Twitter. So it talks about how he, he made that whole comment about Kim Jong-il wants it. He can come get this rocket man or whatever. You know, him throwing bars and jabs like it's a rap battle. But apparently there was an incident in 2019 where we almost got blown to bits. So it talks about all these close calls and his uh, level of temperament. Um, in the book, they, they make it very clear that when Trump gets really mad, it's kind of scary because... Uh, regardless of what you see on the TV, he's actually a big guy. He's six foot two, weighing in at around 270 pounds, I believe, or whatever. Uh, anyway, he's a big dude. So imagine like you're trying to talk to the press about stimulus checks or something, and you need some sort of data, and you can't go through with it while bringing it to the commander in chief. But he's in his office throwing around papers and knocking over water coolers and yelling. And to make it worse, he's this large, 
orange man is just chasing you around the Oval Office. You know what I'm saying? You know, can you imagine how fucking terrifying that shit would be? No, I mean, they make it very clear in this book that he wasn't directly chasing, but he would throw tantrums to where he would he would shuffle around the office, throw stuff, yell, cuss, and they're like, you wouldn't guess it, he's a big-ass dude in real life, they said in the, in this book, and they stated, like, he's just, just this big orange motherfucker just raining down on you, you know? It's, it's I don't know. That would terrify the fuck out of me. I don't, I don't know. He swears a lot, and they have to basically formulate it into something that's more tasteful. Um, so when they did the interview and they talked about the different, um, how he had a sit down with, um, was it? Uh, I believe it was Kim Jong. It was either Kim Jong Un or it was one of the um, one of the leaders over in Saudi Arabia, and they're asking, well, how? What? What was the sit down about? We fucking talked. He said, what the fuck you want me to say? We fucking talked. You know, he's like, he, he has this New York bravado, like this Goodfellas type of gangster bravado that people don't get to see. Cause regardless of how you feel about him, the media has shielded the fuck out of this guy very well for his four years. You know, there's stuff that literally literally could have like tanked him but they covered it the right way they talk about pence and how pence felt about being brought on to work for him and shit like that and um they also talk about um other people in the cabinet like tillerman the guy who used to run exxon um they he makes a deal at the beginning of the book. He says, look, I'll work with you. I know you want my skill set, but please don't do what I see you do on the reality TV shows. He's like, don't belittle me. Don't degrade me in front of people. If you got something you need to say, say it behind closed doors. And there's all there's this chain of patterns in the book where people get fired and they don't know they're fired. Like they're off on some sort of like business trip somewhere or some seminar and they read it in the Washington Post Tillerson fired and you know then they have to go and collect their stuff and then um, basically they end up getting grilled by the president in flesh and blood and he, he he goes and he lies to people takes them uses them for their skill set but does something to exploit their best interests in life and flips it against them um my mom has said this before she watches cnn a lot she's like she's like it's as though it's a batman movie and the joker's stuck over i was like yeah that's exactly what the joker does 
you know, so. Pretty interesting yeah. book because it, it's it's not a lie. Trump agrees to these interviews. There's 46 chapters, and he agrees to the interviews. It's not something where um, it's been rewritten or it's been republicized like a Fox News sort of deal. This is pure, raw, unfiltered, 100% Trump. Well, you know, yeah, you, no problem. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what it is. That's what it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Either way. Yeah. Uh, I wish I just didn't have to hear about him all the time. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, it's like uh, oh, dude, Trump has been making these 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 news people money. Yeah. For a long ass time, man, and they got a hard on for him, dude. And yeah. it's just like, I know, <laughs> you know, even when he was a president, I couldn't listen to this guy speak. This guy, you know. He kind of had this whole machismo thing to where, like, you could see the media wanted him to be elegant and intellectual. He was like, no, fuck you. I'm not going to answer your questions. He would just well, walk I, off. Yeah, there seemed to be... He had street he credit. Had credit to wear his heart on his sleeve, right? Yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't a politician. He wasn't going to cover up his, you know, just cover up his intentions with, like, pretty words or whatever. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Okay, I get that, but... remember that movie man that's yeah. movie. what the fuck yeah I mean it was a perfect 80s movie to reference I'm sorry I mean it's just mm-hmm. what it was but yeah yo so you know in Revenge of the Nerds how there's different fraternities and the black fraternities all militarize and they kind of save the nerds at the end <laughs> it's like yeah. that's like kind of what I want to do in this book like <laughs> I don't know dude yeah. I don't know um this is my thing. We've talked about this guy to death, and I feel like Trump is a guy. He he lives off of sensational lies, um, sensationalism. He's the, he's if you read Harry Potter, he's like fucking Voldemort. You know, try to go a day without saying his name three times. I say this like if we can go a whole day as a nation. Not say coronavirus, not say COVID nineteen, and not say Trump. All this shit will go away. It'll go, the next day, people will get to go to Disney World. There'll be basketball games. Kids will be running around in the park. It'll be a happy ending. 
But people can't go a day without saying this shit, man. They can't. It's impossible. It will if we don't. It's like you ever seen that movie Candyman? Uh, well, I haven't seen it. I'm, I'm not a horror fan. Well, well, it's basically this horror movie guy. It's this black guy covered in bees. If you say his name three times, he shows up and he kills you. Now you're saying it's simple to go around not saying Candyman three times, but man, everybody in this movie. Just... So you're saying if I say COVID enough, I'm gonna catch COVID. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you you your tongue manifests life, man. You know, life and death is in the tongue. That's literature for you too. I mean, that's biblical. So I mean, same thing with Trump, like. I'm not saying if you say Trump three times, he's gonna a, a big orange man in a suit's gonna show up behind you, you know, and demand that you'll go get him a cheeseburger. That would be ridiculous, but you know, he might be president for another four years if people keep saying his motherfucking name. I know people say his name. They've been saying his name more than they say their girlfriend's name, man, and that's just kind of gay. But, um, <laughs> it's a wrap. It's a, I think I think he um I think he just I think I just saw someone on YouTube saying that Trump uh, admitted defeat. He tapped out Trump. finally. I guess so. Whoa, this was like the longest wrestling match ever, dude. It was like he finally gave in. Do you I remember so. uh Rocky Four? It's like Rocky and Ivan Draco. It's like one round. It's a never-ending rounds, man, of this bullshit until finally, like, on the eighth round, Rocky gives him a uppercut. He's like, you can hurt him, Rocky. He's not impossible. He's not invincible. Rock your fucking mick. Get in there and just light him up. Grease him up, Rocky. He can be hurt. You know, it's like that sort of shit. And then Biden delivers the final blow and he falls down. It's like, you did it, Biden, you fucking did it. In your town. Yeah. I can't believe Biden's president, though, man. It's not that I don't like the dude, but it's like, him being president is like, I don't know, man. It's like, uh, it's weird, dude. It's like James Patterson being Batman. I just don't buy into it by now, you know? He's, well, it's to me, he doesn't have his... He doesn't seem too conscious of the fact that he has all this power... And in his speeches, he um, he does um, he says um a lot, like I'm doing now, you know. Oh. And then you know, he does you know and um, and uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I've heard time and time again. This is just for him to. He's just a linchpin. They're waiting for Kamala to come in any any day now, but yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. It, it, it's, uh, it's weird what's 
that because he's, he's kind of, for 47 years, he's been kind of like a do-nothing politician. Has you know, he, though? Because when you look at... He, you watch old videos about him, and he seems passionate about, like, if you're a criminal, he believes you should be prosecuted, but he doesn't believe that there should be social systems put in place so that you don't commit a crime again. You well, know? The crazy part was, like, back in the day when he was, when he was talking all that shit, criminal for him was like, hey, he has a bag of weed. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's like this. There's a bag of weed on the ground. Let's say I'm very young. I'm young fortune. And I'm like eight. I'm seven or eight years old. And I'm in Oakland, California. I'm in my throwback days where I'm wearing my overalls and shit. I'm like, excuse me, sir. Is this your bag of weed? He's, and then this is Joe Biden. And in this continuity in the 80s Joe Biden. He's like, why, thank you, young man. And don't you go anywhere. What are you doing with that cellular phone? I'm calling the police so I can have your black ass locked up. By the time you get out, Nickelodeon will no longer be a thing. What's going on? And you know, I you know, I I end up getting thrown in jail and shit cuz you know, they got that my fingerprints on Joe Biden's weed and you know, I become this tough, bloodthirsty, savage motherfucker who is barely literate who has no respect for society, who just, all I can see is red, and when I get out, you know, my version of revenge is, is basically hooking up with every, every, you know, every type of helpless-looking petite white woman I can find, and snatching them out of the hands of, you know, politicians who go to Mar-a-Lago golf course and shit, you know? But you know, yeah, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I do you think the next four years will be better or worse? Let's just keep it a buck. Just because there's a new guy in office, it don't mean that that um that things will get better. And with to keep it focused on this podcast, with virtual learning do you think reading will become less of a thing for children and do you think children will become more illiterate because they're not in school directly with people and interacting with teachers um you know what it comes all, it comes down to parenting that's all i could say um it, i don't think it matters um what medium that they, they learn. Uh, if they don't have like the discipline to do anything or to, to make the most out of their education, which they should get from, from their parents, will be motivated to get from their parents, then, yeah, they're going to be dumb. They're just going to be dummies. Mm. So, um, yeah, that's, that's my take on it. Hmm. Yeah, well said. Okay, man. This is this is basically what we're setting out to do here. 
Um, the goal, as I've said before, is to find a way to restructure the way folks digest literature, make it fundamental, so to speak, um, to broaden what I can get to, you know, to help salvage the level of intelligence that we have because pretty soon you might not even have a physical copy of a book you never know so but that's it well if we're gonna talk um next podcast i'm just we can go into audiobooks we've listened to Currently, I'm listening to um, The Art of Seduction. And that one gets weird because they talk about... Um, they assume you, the reader or the listener is very laissez-faire. And they, they, there's entire, there's entire like, chapters where it's saying, yo, just dress up like a, like, like a woman if you're trying to get a dude's attention. And dress up like a dude if you're trying to get trying to get a woman's attention and if you're the opposite sex and then and then there's all all this stuff about um you unlocking your your demonic capabilities to to seduce a person and they even go into talking about um the people you seduce are known as your victims and this is supposed to be like a intellectual type of well-known form of self-help you know but it's like the, it's it, it's so psychedelic in what it's trying to do that it's kind of unattractive it's like yo this sounds like some sort of dark black magic shit and I don't like to fuck with that sort of stuff so I, it's a nine-hour listen. I've only gotten three hours and 45 minutes into it. The moment when it was saying, yo, you should try cross-dressing, I was like, nope. <laughs> Sorry, I'm out. Click. I was listening to this to try to pick up some bad bitches, and you had to get weird with it. Click, click. Not against anybody who does that. If you do that, that's you. That's you. I have nothing against people who do that. That rapper, um, Little Nas X... Who did the whole um, Old Town Road song that was very popular two years ago? He recently cross dressed as uh, Nicki Minaj and it went viral on the internet. I don't oh, know yeah. why. I was just like, why did you do that, buddy? But. Mm. Yeah, it was on Twitter. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't really want to see it because I think I like. Uh, well. What did you think? Did, did did he look like Nicki Minaj to you, or? Uh, from the thumbnail, um, he just looked like a chick with big titties, uh, Photoshop titties. <laughs> it looked like I don't know. It looked like they they took a photo of Nicki Minaj and they like took her face out and then they put his face in and then like darkened his the skin. They just looked like. Uh, it's like, yeah, for the most part, I think a lot of the stars they're trying to sensationalize 
they want to do something to stay relevant, to stay trending, because they can't, you know, to go on tour because of COVID. So I guess it means they kind of have to stoop to a new low and do shit to get attention. Uh-huh. But you know, maybe it's in this contract. Every Halloween, you gotta dress up as a woman, you know, and run with that nigga. We own you, you know. You sold your soul to us. Yeah, it's like I said, the society is becoming less of a thing to glorify regular people. If you just work a nine to five job and you just have some money invested in Ethereum or, or if you, uh, what's it called? Uh, it's a little bit of money invested in Bitcoin or you just run a car wash business on the side and you just enjoy like fishing on occasion and watching um, drag racing and every now and then you, you like watching Bill Murray movies what can I say you're basic people be like you a basic motherfucker you corny motherfucker what's wrong with you you own property but look at your ride you own a fucking Ford Taurus nigga from 2007 nigga nigga you suck and you don't have, you don't have HBO. You just got basic cable. You know what I'm saying? Nobody cares that you live in a condominium. Look at me. I'm balling out of control. I'm driving around in the I-8. It costs more than the apartment building I live in, bro. You know what I'm saying? And my sneakers aren't even paid for. You know what I'm saying? I'm paying for my sneakers in installments. So you know I'm balling. My my life's net worth is in my mouth, you know, and all of my savings for healthcare is on my neck. I don't even need healthcare. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I got a got a book on I got a book on me, man. You want to read that shit, man? What the fuck is that shit, nigga? Get this shit away from me, bro. This shit with the pages and the and the letters that make sentences. You mean you mean a, you know you mean a novel, nigga? Yeah, he tried to put me on that novel shit. Please, man. I want a, want a novel. I'll watch. I'll watch TV or some shit. I watch that shit. What's that shit? The white bitches be watching. Um, Windsors. Yeah, the Windsors. I watch that shit. Yeah. All right. Yeah, man. Well, that's gonna be our podcast. Um, you look at it on, on Spotify. Um, we're just going to go over next week. The next topic is going to be audio books that you follow through till the very end, what it takes to kind of link you into an audio book. You know, that's, that's going to be it, man. All right. We appreciate y'all. Thank you. Mm-hmm.